Blog Talk Radio. Hey there, and welcome to the Science of Light show. This is Andy Goldberg, and um, welcoming you back to listen to part two of this amazing talk, rare recording of Catherine Asper's, uh, <clears throat> uh, her lecture that was entitled Home is Where We Share and Care, where she discusses um, a, lot, a lot of different kinds of trauma. Um, she discusses... Um, the effects of um, immigrant trauma, um, all kinds of different trauma, and um, how that uh, impacts on our sense of self and our sense of home and belonging to a home, belonging to a family. Uh, uh, So I'm sure you're going to be fascinated by this talk. This is the second part, so... If you enjoy this, go back and listen to last week, which was the first half of this talk. Um, and uh, I looked around on the internet and stuff. I haven't been able to find any other recordings um, like this. This is a really rare opportunity. And... Um, There's uh, links on the web page there for books that she's written and uh, an article about her. So check those out. I apologize. The sound quality is great, but uh, we're working with what we got. This is a, an old audio cassette uh, that was made at the lecture that she gave. And so this is the only recording of this talk. So um, enjoy. At the end of the um, show, feel free um, to call in. And if you have questions or comments or want to discuss any of the ideas uh, that uh, she talks about. So enjoy. (laughs) Um, oh. Just straighten out. Check the difficulties. These are the problems.
fertile region keep longing for their homeland through pain and through hope. Let me end with some consideration. And as a conclusion, I would like to quote a few lines by Tillich in which he describes the grace that man may experience as follows. And he says, At such times, a ray of light sometimes crosses the darkness, and it is as if we could hear a voice, you are being accepted, accepted by something that is greater than you, and whose name you do not know. Do not ask what the name is. Maybe you will get to know it later. Do not try to do something maybe you will do a lot later. Do not search. Do not achieve anything. Just accept the fact that you have been accepted. End of quote. Uh, at the beginning of my lecture, I quoted this sentence uh, which said, Home is where we share and care. This may also be applied to the development of a positive relation to God, to a God who is with us, who cares for us, but whom we should also allow to find us. The second part of the maxim painted on my cup says, Home is where our heart is. It is where our heart is that we feel at home in the broadest sense of the term. There that we may find a homeland, maybe just for a short time, in the truest sense of the word. And it is also there that we may quench our thirst for an inner home. This is what I have to say about it. So maybe we have now time to also share and care for each other. Uh, your experiences, your questions, and yeah, what? Uh, yes. I don't understand your question. Who are the fairy godmothers? Yeah, no, it's true.
life and for greenness, inner liveliness comes up the first thing. And to watch this in therapy is uh, needs really a third ear and a third eye because it does usually uh, express itself in words. You can feel it maybe through a dream image or you see it in a different smile of a client, different attitude, body posture and so on. And it's difficult to spot it because as Winnicott says, illness is uh, health, health is much more difficult to deal with than the pathological side. That's what he says. Because when I say spot, it means not that you say, oh, here you have to go. You just take yourself back and leave it nature to develop this, in a way, impulse or intention to want to live. I mean, that, uh, and then Cinderella plants it on her mother's grave. In short, one could say, she reconnects with her emotional biography and with her past. This is absolutely necessary in such problems to reconnect, not to find the real actual causes, but to reconnect to the feelings in order to have them again, to connect to them again. And then we see a, a tree grow out of the grave. In a way, what we observe in therapy is inner strength is developing. In technical terms, one could say an ego self-access. Inner structures are developed. You could also say, if you amplify further, a positive inner mother picture, in a way, the vision of the inner straighter personality, you can there amplify. And then we have, again, a sequence of wishes. She wishes, she wants to go to the festival. She wants to dance. She wants to be like the others. And she expresses also the wishes to the little bird in the tree who throws down every wish. Maybe this is a newly found or maybe a first found connection to the unconscious. Because this is also a difficulty when there is this damage. That fantasy, the imagination and with dream, not only with an intellectual attitude, but with an emotional, related attitude to find an access to the unconscious. And then the social wishes to be like others, to want to live. This is usually what is the most damaged, the will to have one's own life, to claim one's own life, to really relate to one's own subjectivity, grow the too strong adaptation to the world and to the expectation. And then she finds the uh, prince, which you could say is a loving masculine attitude 
understood herself in herself by a positive animal, which can express itself in animation, loving to do things, to have projects, to live according to one's own possibilities, which can also express in relationship to the other sex. I mean, you can interpret Cinderella from a masculine and from a feminine standpoint, but the most important thing is her I she wants something, the twitch and all the other things. Yeah. When you say uh, reconnecting with her emotions of our opposite, does that mean also that she needs to stay with her? She comes through her anger, her feeling, her feeling. Things down your way 
pills, the green drink, or whatever you may call it. Uh, so, it's uh, I mean in the research in early wounding narcissism and so on, um Heinz Cook always describes the typical background. It is a father that does not mirror. That's also not mirror maybe the intellectual capacity of a child. Everyone finds this cut off intellect very often that functions quite well in universities, in jobs, function intellectually quite well. But the intellect is not connected with the affect. And all our uh, intellectual uh, achievements, I think they need to also be grounded or carried by an emotional animation, by an emotional connection. So we find then this disaffectedness. And in Cinderella, very interesting, her father's really, in a way, an absent father or inside in exile. So uh, that's an interesting passage in the German version. He has a hat and the green trick knocks up the hat. These are these collective intellectual uh, value systems. You know, in university, we learn not to write in a subjective way. All these crazy things, I mean, this, you erase all the, yeah, effective or subjective connection to the topics you treat in university, at in my time, it was like that. <laughs> yeah. The analysis shouldn't be pushed to act out <clears throat> as a good enough mm-hmm. Tremendous 
destructive attitude. But you can help to understand the needs and yearnings and wishes of the unresolved. To help him to change maybe the negative parental attitude to the inner child. To really understand all the needs. I give you an example of Mr. Set. Mr. Set, every morning he came late to work, half an hour or more. And I first approached it very moralistically. He got me in the negative father and negative set model. <laughs> and if I had acted out the good model or the good father, I would have said, if I understand you, but you shouldn't. Uh, it's good to be late and you know, and all these kind of he worked on it, what was around being late every morning. And what came out that he had in the morning, he woke up with a feeling that there are ice walls around. I will never make it through the day and uh, very also depressed. So he had to stand in front of his mirror and see himself together and try out how he looked and put himself together. So then he could later understand that in standing in front of the mirror, he was trying to give himself the mirroring he never had. So he could... It needs an empathic understanding. That is what we can give to the client. But we cannot act it out. Naturally, and also the books theory describes it, usually the therapist who works with early wounding usually gives more concrete things over a holiday, maybe something to take home, because the inner object is not developed. But we shouldn't betray our clients in making them believe that you are the mother. It should. It it was it was to come out in March. And then they had trouble. And then they uh said it would be out in June and I had a fact for my editor that should be available. I haven't seen it myself. I don't. I just they said it's out. I don't see. So the publisher is S R O N N from Publishing Corporation, New York. From. From. <laughs> it means highest in German. Highest.
in each client there is the traumatized child. And the traumatized child experienced a deficiency in being seen and witnessed. Now, can this child trust the analyst to, in order to use him as a male? That's the big question. And that is also the criterion that um, differentiates the narcissistically wounded client from the borderline client. Is it possible that the child in the analysand makes use of therapist to mirror the emotional biography to whatever happened was inside? Because it's a tremendous courageous step because in the on an emotional level or viewed from the viewpoint of the inner child, this has never been possible for 30, 40 years on this level has never been uh, experienced. So, Pharaoh is right when he says, I'm full of love, but there is nobody to receive my love. Can this be overcome? To visualize that the analyst can be used for me. And the other, the idealizing transplant, the traumatized child has had not enough of being proud of a parent, to love a parent, to be part of a loving parent, can this child use the analyst to serve for a certain while as the idealized? And here again, you cannot leave it out as an analyst. But you can, as an analyst, you are not to really play that role of the ideal parent. And so we human beings make and cause all the mistakes. We don't need them. But you can have empathy for the situation. That is in a nutshell. The transferences. I call them paradise transferences. I mean the same. Uh, this lady is talking about the dream of Mr. Set when he was in a hot bath, you got potatoes or triples and experienced that ice wall around him. Actually, uh, from a final viewpoint perspective, which is the union perspective, to look finally at the dream uh, geared to the future. Well, if you see such an initial dream, you can think, oh, you know, maybe he can take the potatoes in. Maybe he can experience warm water. But maybe it is then only the glass walls. And uh, it was born. It could to a certain extent take in, but to a certain extent and to a prevailing extent, life, the state, I. 
But here, in such a case, dream should be also looked at as a picture of felt inner experience, to feel in front of eyes and to feel full of hope. And he had grandiose hope fantasies too. And to be looked at also in uh, uh, in, in in connection to his biography there and then in life, did you, you can have reading questions, feel as an outcast, crippled, handicapped? There to be a witness in his life story, when did he feel to be not fitting? To hear these stories, he was often laughed at in school when it was known that he was a child that was raised in homes, that he had no parents, that he had a criminal father. He was laughed at to hear these stories. That it was important. And, yeah. Yeah. from parents uh, or from, even from concentration camps. They 
did not go back there. And it, the author described it very sadly. I mean, you have to respect also. You don't go back if a person has made it to survive. It is a question of attunement and feeling and of the unconscious leading you where to go. But maybe you also ask the question more concretely, how to relate to a parent you have never seen, maybe to a biological parent in adoption. Do you, did you include this question? Um, when we work with children, maybe who have been adults who have been adopted, for some, it becomes a real urge and intention, not only caused by analysis, but just because of their inner process to find the biological parent. And one can make very interesting observations. Very many search in a passive way. I once met a woman, a lady about 40, and she said, in my country, it was not in Switzerland, a list of adopted children, of people who have been adopted in childhood. And you can put yourself on this list, and this list will travel to um, you know, agencies, and in a passive way, you may be biological parents. And she came and said, why is it I put myself on this list? But why don't I feel such an urge to really search my biological parents? But I can't do it. Why do I do it in such a passive way? And it was then interesting and really taught me an aspect, an aspect of the uh, the emotional biography of adopted children no, they have been given away. They have been, in a way, forlorn in the unknown. And part of their unconscious emotional intent is they want to be found, in a way. So it really opened up to this that's why I don't search active. The child in her wants to be found if you have to be given away. Not the case where there is divorce or death of a parent. Usually the child's different uh, setup. So that is interesting in that child can say that. Yeah. Only I think end up.
archive. And so this was the second part. Um, if you go to last week, and um, um, it's uh, the same title, uh, part one. And um, that was actually a longer show last week. And um, so, uh, yeah, the first part was like an hour and a half lecture. And this is just the uh, concluding half hour or so. And um, if there's anyone who has uh, questions or comments, um, you can call in uh, 760-542-4345 and press 1. Get in the call queue. And um, otherwise, uh, so if you want to find out more about um, <clears throat> my work. I do uh, astrology readings from a Jungian perspective using both Western and Indian systems astrology. So um, if you go to randygoldberg.org or uh, astrodc.com A-S-T-R-O-D-C dot com and um so I'll go out with some music uh, by Tony Child, an incredible artist who um, just, uh, on many of her albums, she'll um, is a great example of someone who turns pain into art. She transforms uh, traumatic experiences into beauty and art. And uh, so this is a song by Tony Child. Uh, T-O-N-I last name C-H-I-L-D-S and um, the song is called Dreamer